What's up, everybody? Three and a possible here. We have a possible What's today, up? esteemed guest, sport fanatic, Timberwolves, Nebraska Huskers, Minnesota Vikings fanatic. If I ever need information about any of those teams, this is my guy that I'll go to. Gavin Hagar, how you doing, buddy? Doing well. Appreciate you guys having me on. It's going to be a good time here. Go Huskers. Go Huskers. Uh, you, don't, you don't hear that very so often serious. on this show. No, I know. <laughs> <very often. laughs> Best 3-9 team of all time. Best 3-9 wow. team of all time right here, okay? Didn't they lose to Illinois this year? Yes, sir. Gavin, how many, yeah, how many years? Saying, I, thought so, I thought so. How many years has Taylor Martinez been on the Huskers? I swear this he, guy's he's been still on the like, team. Ten years. You know, this is Adrian Martinez now. Okay, it's oh, a whole different okay. person. <laughs> but yes, we have Martinez that quarterbacks. Makes a lot more sense now. Okay, right. <laughs> I was about yeah, to say, yeah. dude's still there. Oh my goodness. I, I caught a random Huskers game. I saw Martinez. I'm like, I swear, Gavin told me about this dude when we were like sophomores in college. I was like, that's true. Still at Nebraska. This makes a lot more sense now. Hey, it's right. true. Well, let's get into it. So, Gavin, you are a big Vikings fan. We do cover Indeed. the NFL briefly. Oh, on my goodness. Show. I'm so sorry. Hey. Hey. Don't feel sorry for me. You got three. a Dolphins fan yep. here in person. Mm-hmm. Hey. hey, they're coming right. around, though. About the same worse. level. Talk, to, talk about one of his 18 teams that he has. All right. I have so three Gavin, teams. Come on now. Boy, shut up. Let's play live. And they, and they all suck <laughs> right now. Let's play live. All right. So, Gavin, I've come to the conclusion that the Vikings are at least top yes. three hardest teams to figure out in the, in the NFL. Top three hardest to figure out. So, like, week – I think it was week two had the Cardinals, right, who we all right. now know are elite. Legit. One of the best yep. teams in the NFL. The Vikings yes. are like a 30-yard field goal away from beating them that Blair Walsh still yeah. the kicker. Yeah. No, Just, no Blair Walsh. Uh-uh. No Blair Walsh. Remind me. Who, who missed it? Who missed the kick? Um, dude, oh, so man. Greg Joseph is his name. Greg Joseph, uh, yes, 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 yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's been around. I think he played in Tampa for a few kicks last last yep. year. Um, but yeah, he's pretty much a no namer, middle of the road kicker. We are over um, spending draft capital and high cash amounts on kickers that uh, Zimmer has just a masterful way of ruining. I don't know what that's all about, but. I mean, you guys saw Daniel Carlson, right? Mm-hmm. For yes. Thanksgiving, the dude went off. He put up like 24 points for fantasy. And, of course, who drafted him in the fourth round? Minnesota Vikings, who ruined him after a year. Yeah. Minnesota Vikings. Now he's one of the top five uh, in the NFL. Eagle. Yeah. So, that's um, no. Yeah, okay, that's um, yeah, difficult team to understand for sure. We've got lots of weapons all the way across the offensive board. Um, the offensive line has finally found mediocrity. Um, it's been below average <laughs> for literally seven of um, Zimmer's eight or nine years with us. Um, and it's finally average. I think we really hit a good one with our left tackle this year, Darrow Saw. Um, we finally benched our center, um, Bradbury, uh, which I think was a definite improvement. Pick for a backup center who is definitely better than him right now. Um, so according to Pro Football Focus, we're right in the middle of the league, and I think you've seen an uptick in our offense because of that. Um, we know who Kirk Cousins is at this point. Um, he's a distributor. He's a game manager. He's not going to win you a championship, but – 
let's all not forget Joe Flacco did win a national champ or an NFL championship at some point. So someone like Kirk Cousins can get it done. But I think the biggest issue with us this year has been defense. We went and put, poured stupid amounts of money into that defense. And I think as of right now, we're the 31st against the pass. And as of the last six weeks, we are 32nd against the pass. So that just can't continue. You know, the offense is good, um, but it's not the Kansas City Chiefs here where you can have a piss poor defense and still be seven and four. Right. We are not that uh, we don't we don't have that caliber of a quarterback, quite frankly. I think all the pieces are there except for potentially the leadership. And this breaks my heart because, like, as a Viking fan my whole life, I think Zimmer has been our best coach. Um, However, I think he's lost this defense. They're not playing – I don't know if he's lost the defense or if he's lost the locker room, guys, or if it's just the NFL has evolved and he's struggled to keep up. They've learned to. All right. Um, All right. Let's, let's, not the let's, same. let's talk about Zimmer real quick. Joe, I want your input on that one. I got some thoughts, yeah. but Joe, I want to hear your thoughts too. I don't, I think there's just a bad situation. They lost their D line's not the same. Like you said, Gavin, their defense has been uh, has not been progressing at all. It's actually been going the opposite way the last three, three, four years. So that's something that you think you would have going upwards if you have Zimmer and a defensive minded coach, but. At the end of the day, in my opinion, is Kirk Cousins is your problem. You don't have a quarterback. He can give, he can f- be flashy, put up some points, put up some stats, but in a primetime game, you know what you're going to get from him, and it's not going to be pretty. And I think that's what's hurting them more than anything. You got Dalvin Cook there, but your offensive line's not great, so Dalvin Cook's not going to be having those games like Derrick Henry does when he's healthy with Tennessee. So then you got to rely on Kirk Cousins way too much. And he's still, just like Carson Wentz, holds on to the ball way too long. And I think that makes that offensive line look a little bit worse. So I think that's their main issue is Kirk Cousins. But they definitely need to make some changes on that defense or Zimmer's going to have to go because he is a defensive-minded coach and that defense does not look good. Yeah, it's interesting because like, the, the previous like like method for Zimmer was, all right, run the ball – and play good defense. You got Dalvin Cook. You got a good enough offensive line, I think, where if the defense is good, then you can work that way. Then then Cousins just has to make plays at Thielen and Jefferson when it's timely, right? The issue to me seems you now they used to rely a lot on, you know, Xavier uh, Xavier Rhodes. That, like Zimmer used to always have corners. You don't, you don't got corners anymore. You can't you can't play the same you can't play the Zimmer style of defense without the corners. You, know, you still got Harrison Smith, who's a, just a freaking maniac and makes plays all over the yeah, field. We got, but we got Xavier Woods too, who ain't bad. But yeah, to your it's point, it's not the same though. Like you, you, you need to be able to like take some. You could you could put the top corner on the Vikings for I feel like at least like six or seven almost straight years, and they could eliminate the number yeah, one. But, yeah, let's not act like they they also had two or three dudes on that D line that were monsters too. Oh no doubt. Like, yeah, they had a pass rush. Now they don't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and hey, whatever's going on with Everson Griffith, like, hope he gets yeah. all that figured out. That seemed like a really Seriously. scary situation that was going on at his home. But yeah, like, their D-line aged out, you know, no more Jared Allen, no more, you know, prime Griffith. You still got um, Danelle Hunter, uh, Daniel but Hunter. Hunter. Yeah, he was yeah. out all last year with the neck, and then now he's sidelined for the year, I think, with a torn pec this year. So, you know, he's out Haven't again. Out so, yeah. 
for right. sure. You, brought I, up, I think, you guys uh, brought up Kirk. <clears throat> Go for it. Go for it. No, yeah. The only thing I'll in his defense, right? Like we had to we we paid for Kirk, right? And so then we were up against it with the budget, and so we had to hit reset and rebuild that defense. And so you saw a lot of the kind of stalwarts go out the door. Um, and that was about three years ago. So with the defensive mind and coach and with the amount of money and draft capital that you put into that defense, you would suspect that it should be back up to speed by this point. And at present, it's just not. So, yeah, I think you're right with the quarterback. He's not elite, but I think the biggest blame right now has to be placed at Zimmer because when you look at it, um, Cousins is playing better than he ever has. And you paid for him to do just that, to be the best version of himself here. He's doing that. What we're not getting the best version of is Zimmer right now. Okay. So what do you think about um, Kirk Cousins? Like, do you think do you think Kirk Cousins can be the guy, or is it like is he like the, is he gonna Tannehill you like my Dolphins had for the longest time? Where it's like he's too good to make you not suck, right? Like he's not good enough to this be like the funny. one. <laughs> yeah, I think um, they're entering a very important <laughs> off season here. I think you probably move on from Zimmer this off season. Even if you make the playoffs, even if you pull off one miraculous win against like the Rams or someone like that. Um, but right now, I think uh, Kirk is $40 million against the cap, maybe even more for next year. They put it all on that back year. So they're either going to have to swallow that whole or they're going to have to trade him or restructure right. Um, so I anticipate if it's going to be – you know, a, a change of pace. Um, I anticipated an offensive-minded coach. I'm not sure exactly where I want us to go at this point, but I could see them going another year with Zimmer and J- or with Cousins and just biting the bullet, that $40 million, and then letting him walk next year and trying to draft either another quarterback this year or um, a quarterback next year because I'm not too crazy about this year's class. And I also think we're going to win too many games to be a top 10 uh, draft pick. So we'll miss out on the three or four that look like they're going to be in the top 10, Um, which means not this year, but next year we would kind of be in the market. And um, gosh, I just lost our – who is the quarterback, Will, that we drafted this year from A&M? Uh, Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond. I do do like Kellen Mond, but, like, he needed to sit this year. He's going to be able to sit all this year. Next year we bring an offensive-minded coach, have Kirk play well. Maybe if not, then you go to Kellen, you see what you have with him, uh, and then look to draft again in the future. Um, But I think the only way that Kirk works out is if next year somehow they can't trade him, he stays with that offensive-minded coach, and they do something impressive next year, like um, win the um, division and go to the conference championship game, maybe then they would restructure, but he would probably have to take a hometown discount at that point. And at that point, just kind of like McVay moving on from Goff, it's like, yeah, he's good. I can make it to a Super Bowl with him, but I don't think I can win with him. I think it would be on that coach for that year to figure out, can I actually win with him or can I just do really good things with him? It's a dangerous game. Let's, let, let's, go to your, let's go to your Timberwolves. Let's go to your Timberwolves because we got more basketball minds on this show. Basketball yes, sir. Yes, sir. Show. 
So, I know, I remember back when, you know, for those of you that don't know, Gavin and I used to have our own little Caseloo radio show. We debated the, the Timberwolves plenty, and he was very excited yes. about Carl Anthony Towns when Carl Anthony <laughs> Towns came there. I'm sorry. So, great, That's good player, about. good player. But now you got a shiny new toy, a guard. You know, Anthony Edwards. So I want to know how do you feel how do you feel about Ant? Dude, I love him. Um, I wasn't crazy. I was there was just so much uncertainty when he came out. So like I just I didn't know if he was gonna, you know, click and I definitely didn't expect him to click as soon as he did. I mean, he pretty much hit the court last year and he was one of the best players, if not the best player on the team. And I love his confidence in some of those things. Like, hey, I've noticed you started winning a lot more games. You know, what do you think the reason is? He's like, they're playing me in the fourth quarter. That's what it is. So you love to see that kind of alpha male mentality in a 19, 20-year-old. Um, he seems to have, you know, I think we've got really lucky. I know Carl Anthony Towns probably hasn't been as good as we had hoped. He's kind of gotten into this. He's kind of settled into this i'm gonna t- i'm a top five big but i'm not the best big right and i think we so, all saw that potential when he came when he showed up that he was he could be the best big in the league and he's kind of settled um but at the same time he seems content with staying in minnesota and i think that's always been an issue with jimmy um you know coming and only stopping for a year and wanting to go to a bigger city um you as, know, with as small- the great jimmy I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought him up as the great jimmy butler said about carl I can understand that though. Like, as as a small market like fan, I understand that we're not gonna. A lot of these guys are gonna want to go try their hands in Miami, New York, LA. So it's like, hey, while we have them, let's be thankful for them. I, th- I yeah. think Jimmy would have stayed. I don't think the market was an issue. I think it was Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins were the issue. I don't think he wanted to play with them. I believe it. Wiggins. He drove me up a wall for sure, but I think you've got two guys who are really good right now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love Ant. I think that he seems wanting to stay there and build something special there. You've got two really good players and kind of this nucleus of um, you know younger players kind of buying into what the coaching staff is putting down. The coaching staff largely minded offense, but then you make the savvy move to go get Patrick Beverly and kind of like the Vikings offensive line. Like it is, it's, you can see the offense perform better just because they're average. Like hallelujah. We've worked for five years to be average. The defense isn't elite, but it's average. And that's why we're seeing this uptick in performance this year, this 500 mentality. And I think it's because that heart that Beverly plays with, Right. I mean, yes, they are much better on defense when he's on the court, but like it's contagious when you have a leader like that and you play with that kind of heart. And so I think that that's why you're seeing this uptick with them. Um, I'm excited to see what the future holds. I think uh, Edwards is a beast. I think um, he could become a top five guard in this league um, probably in the next year and a half to two years, if I had to guess. Yeah, I got to get rid of Cass, bro. Yeah, I gotta get rid of cash. Facts, gotta go. Like, you think? That's gotta go. Get yeah. All right, Devion, Devion, expand on that. Jump in here. We haven't heard much from you today. Yeah, we're talking man. Cat is just like just a disappointment at this point. Just go and 
trade for some nice players and go because Anthony, I like Anthony. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm definitely surprised he's that good. Um, so I'd rather go try to build a team around him. Cat is like a failed experiment in my opinion. He's too soft. You know, he's offensively, he's you know, I give him like offensively, he's gifted, like one of the most gifted big men in the league, but everything else, you can't win a championship with can, can you convince so Cat to be number two in the adoption? If you convince him to be that like type of personality, yeah. If he's not the number one dude, he's pretty it could be nice. He has the mentality for it. Yeah, to be right. he, he, average he, he, twenty a, points a game, get rebounds. Yeah. I think Cat can do that. He's not. I mean, he totally be the third option. Come on, you I really think, think Cat will be all right with being the third option? Be real. He's that's gonna tear him up mentally. I don't see Cat as like this guy that yeah. like oh, I need to get I need to get my shots up. Like I don't yeah. get that vibe, from Garland P Town. I just don't think he's ever gonna like push himself to like get in the best shape. Uh, push himself defensively. Like I don't see him doing anything like that. But I don't he think he his family from COVID. Yeah, he got, he worried about bigger things than being in the gym. Yeah, I mean, I, that guy. That guy's plenty mentally tough. <laughs> yeah, I saw what I needed to see when Jimmy was there. <laughs> Facts. That's the real shit. Like I saw what I needed to see when Jimmy was there. Jimmy Butler is one of probably the best teammates you ever have. He's really a likable guy, and he's go he gonna be like a good driving force for you. So. But I guess he, he might be hard to get along with because he, of like the personality. He's I a likable guy yeah. if you have the right personality. Yeah, you're I, on the I, same kind of. Hey, you can yeah, win I, championships I, the Jimmy Butler way, but you can also win championships the Steph Curry way, right? Or the LeBron James way. way. Golden State was a top tier uh, defense. defense. I understand that, but like Jimmy is the leader. No one questions I see, okay, that. I mentality Miami, like yeah, Curry. Yeah, like Miami has that hard-nosed type of play. And, like, even go to LeBron. LeBron doesn't lead the same way that Jimmy does. And so, yeah, Cat has got this soft mentality now. Everyone puts that label on him. But that's just because Jimmy's the hardest guy in the NBA. No. Of course, you Cat's going to look soft in comparison to that. a guy like Jimmy. <laughs> I but I just – Jimmy's not the leader in Miami either. Pat Riley is the leader. Let's get that First straight. Oh, oh wow. Let's get that straight. On the court, on the court, Jimmy is the leader. He's just, he just trying to piss me off. That's all. That's all that is. He's just trying to piss me off. Dude, Jimmy and Pat Riley are like perfect. Pat Riley is like the Sith Lord who's just making moves that no one sees, and then like Jimmy's like Darth Vader, just like everyone's just like. I'm the greatest. And it's just like, what? Are you serious? The greatest? And then he goes out there and plays like it sometimes. it's They got a heck of a combination. Right. Going I, want, I, want, I want everybody's feedback on this, but I'm going to start with Gavin. As of right now, the Timberwolves are in the play-in game. Uh, can they hold on? I want to know if they can hold on. Gavin, start us off. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you've got a young nucleus that's only getting better. I think there's a lot of sustainable stats out there. Nobody's been playing like absolutely outside of their minds at this point that have gotten them to this, you know, 11 and 11, I think is their record. They're playing right now, too. Um, I think you can see an uptick in performance in Cat right now. I know we can see more out of Anthony Edwards. Um Gosh, who's the D-Lo, D-Lo. D-Lo's I mean, he's a Russell, he's been he just cold. starts playing 
If he just starts playing a little more efficient, he's shooting like 40 to 41%, need a little better than he that. He takes but... 15 right. shots instead of 21, 24 shots. So, yeah, I've got him on fantasy. He's like right around 25 to 28 points. But every once in a while, he goes off for 40. If we can just get our average to be like, you know, a consistent fantasy output of like 30 to 35 for my squad, that would be very helpful. But then also I think that's exactly <laughs> what the team as a whole needs. Um, just like so, like a sustaining guard that's like you can look to for like scoring leadership. Beverly is going to be bringing it on a regular basis on the defensive side. We need someone to always be there when Edwards has his off days. And I think D'Lo's got to be that guy. So I think that, yeah, this, this can absolutely be sustained um, moving forward. So long as injuries can um, pull back and that's kind of a right, precursor course. for everybody. Right. But, like, we don't have great depth. So we wouldn't be able to stomach uh, a big loss like that. Joe? Yeah. No chance. No chance. I'm looking at the no standings. Chance? I'm looking at the standings right now. No chance. Are you kidding me? Portland's below them. The Nuggets are below Portland them. Portland just fired their president of, yeah. of basketball yeah. ops. They're a fucking mess. What, is, what does he do on the court? That don't mean nothing. Just he put he together doing, that bullshit-ass team. He did put a All terrible right. team together. Just fine. Right. They're going to be just fine. <laughs> Nuggets going to be healthy. The Clippers there. The Kings are playing better. Come on, man. All right. All right, we're not going to talk about the Dude, Queens. We're talking like, about the Kings right now. You said the Sacramento. <laughs> you said, because Joe, yeah. your words were no chance. You're telling me there's no chance the Timberwolves will finish ahead of the fucking Kings? I'm not saying Dude. that. I'm looking at the Kings at 11. Uh, there's no way the Timberwolves are staying at 8. They're not that good of a team. Anthony Ellis is a playing game. That's, that's 7 game? 10. Yeah, 7, seven through 10, 10, my boy. It's a 10, don't it? Man. Uh, it's possible. Okay, I'll give him a chance. It's possible. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. not staying at that It's going to be a fight at the end. It's going to be a fight because Alvin Gentry's not going to give up. Those Kings, they got a couple some players there now. They're they not some bums. Boy, they can compete, yes, they they can compete with They can compete <laughs> with the Timberwolves, bro. The Timberwolves are not going to stay in the A spot. Portland going to play better. The Nuggets going to play better. The Kings are starting to play better. It's going to be between the Kings and the Timberwolves. It's going to be close, I'm telling you. All right, man. Yeah, all right, all right. It's going to be close. Debian, right. I, I want to hear your input now. I'm tired of jokes. Yeah, yes. Talking up the damn kid. Look, simple. Yes. You don't see? Bro, Por- first of all, Portland is a toss-up at this point. You, don't know. You, you really don't know what you're getting from them this year. Um, it really seems like Dame is – I don't really think he wants to be there, but it's – He's hurt. You know, he's got, hurt right got an abdominal strain. Yeah. They've had since the summer, since Team USA. That, that's mm-hmm. fine, but still not going to help him. I don't it's think he wants to be there. Um, Denver got a lot of injuries. Um, Jokic. Yeah. We'll talk about he, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jokic is, you know, yeah, God, but I don't think. It is a reigning MVP. Yeah, but yeah. by himself, like by himself. Murray really? should be there for the second half. I'm worried about Denver. Yeah. They can make a they can make a push for sure. Yeah, but Murray, he comes back. I just want to see uh, what type of Murray you get because to me, he's one of the most inconsistent like all stars that you can see. But when he gets hot, it's a wrap. Yeah, it might be you know, but he's inconsistent to me. So I'm not too. I think Timberwolves. They got wiggle cool. room though. Yeah, they got wiggle right. room. But I think Timberwolves are cool, and I like Anthony. I don't like a lot. Edwards is dope. And the more he plays, the the better he gets. It's 
like, and he's really, you know what I'm saying? I guess uh, yeah, he'll, he'll really get, I think the better he gets, the more confidence that they get to put into him. I think they'll, uh, don't be surprised if they upset a few people and they actually make it to the playoffs if it gets, like, close. So I think mm-hmm. I'm giving them a chance. Personally, I don't know. We got enough heat on it. I'm going to say 80% chance they stay yeah. in the playing game. 80%? That's pretty yeah, good. Like they stay within the 10th yeah. seed. I He's think not worried about the Kings, I yo. expect it. I expect it. The Kings, <laughs> Kings don't fucking impress me. Oh, bro, I can't wait for the Kings to make that 10th spot. I can't wait. Well, we what, ain't what, worried about the what, Kings. What did Shaq call them? Huh? The Queens. Once, once Shaq called them the Queens, that was it. they were done. Oh. That was it. They were done. Part the team, man. He can call them whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah. First of all, he wasn't owner of the. T- he became owner once he did what he did to them in the playoffs. That's when he became owner officially. <laughs> I, don't care, I don't care what the money says. And that's when he said. That's when he called them the queens, and that's when it they became trash. So the guy that you claim can't shoot is shooting thirty five percent from three. Anthony Edwards shooting thirty five percent from three. That's not like that's, that's not, not that good. That's, that's not good though in this NBA it's not either. Good, but like that's <laughs> that's fine. Like it makes up for it. So shoot. Right. Well, I, said he, I just say he needs to be able to shoot better. At the end of the day, all those teams that you're talking about, all those teams that you're talking about that are in that race, is there really a better like core three than Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, and D'Angelo Russell? Like for sure. Joe, be honest. I have faith in them. I just don't. Right, I just. I, really don't. I mean, it's okay. fine. Like a lot of times, Carl Anthony Towns is gonna get hurt. <laughs> All right, so you're predicting injuries now. All right, De'Aaron Fox is going to get hurt. How about that? Yeah. He's hurt for a couple games, so that's going to hurt him. I'm just saying. All right, whatever. But, I, I, I put 80% chance to go, but, like, all right. Let's he got, cover we got some, the OKC over there. Let's some news out there. <laughs> all right, so, timely. Some of the news. Last night, I don't know if you guys – I don't know if you guys saw, but the Thunder no. lost by 73 points to the Grizzlies. The Ja Morantless Grizzlies. They didn't have Ja. What? Like, Bro. largest Bro. march to victory in NBA history. We don't need to discuss that. Just throwing it out there. Just covering everything. Yeah, they need to find like, yo, come on now. Like, trust the process. This is beyond trust the process. 70? <laughs> Bro, you got to see the fine. You can't put that on TV. Even on local TV, like yeah. Come on, how, many, how many first round picks do those guys have though? They've got like they've got like all of them. Yeah, that's insane. They have all they got, like an average of three the next like five years. Like that could work. It's just not working right now. And they actually got they have a good player. I feel so bad for Shea Gilgris. It's ridiculous. Oh, oh my. Right. So some Phil other picks. news: Michael Porter Jr. is done for the season. He's having back surgery again. Uh, yeah. yeah, unfortunate. Um, Zion had a setback in his foot. His first day of full practice, he got full cleared. He practiced, and they there was some discomfort in his foot, so they're kind of ramping him back down before they ramp him back up. It's called uh, diabetes. Too fat as fuck. He's going to his career. I need to tell that man to stop eating the gumbo. 
I, I, somebody got to say it. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. All right. Uh, LeBron tested positive for COVID. It turns out it was a fake positive. Um, and he is good to go. He is playing tonight against the Clippers. We are recording on Friday the 3rd. And the last one, the one that breaks my heart, Bam is out four to six weeks with a, a torn ligament in his thumb. Uh, Any chance for that to be less than four to six weeks? Really need him on the fantasy squad. <laughs> six weeks. I wish, Gavin. I fucking no, wish. It's going to be legit four to six weeks. It's probably yeah. going to be six. Y'all going to get bullied, though. Y'all going to yeah. be so small. Y'all going to be out-rebounded every be, game. But y'all won Mar- tonight? Markeith Morris is still out from the cheap yeah, shot. No gave him. So, like, we're down to Deadman and my boy Yurt. Who I told you about before the season, he's yeah, just not quite up to like NBA speed yet. Yeah, so like yeah, a little yeah. early to be relying on him. Well, uh, gonna but, about to see. All right, so we're gonna go. We're gonna play our that first uh, game without Bam. That goose egg. You saw that twenty minutes, all zeros. Only took two shots, no rebounds. I missed. I missed the beginning of that. Duncan Robinson. Yeah, Duncan's had a rough oh, start yeah. to the year. Rough start to the year. All right, we're going to play our panic game. So, Gavin, the way this works is we all have our fake panic buttons. I'm going to give you a team or a player, and then you're going to tell me if you are smashing the panic button at this given time. And so, bam, perfectly leads into the first one. My Miami Heat, uh, they're down. Jimmy Butler's out with a, a tailbone contusion. Bam is now out four to six weeks. We, that's probably going to put him back around the same time as Oladipo. So they're down to Lowry and Hero. Uh, trying to kind of keep everything together. Do you think this stretch could put them too far down in the standings where we need to hit the panic button? Gavin, uh, start me off here. Are you are you hitting the panic button on my heat or no? No, I'm not worried about them. Lowry will get not them worried. through this. They've got enough potential to uh, kind of steady the ship at this point. Plus, I mean, we were looking at the standings here. The East, so you got the Cavaliers behind them. Anybody worried about them? No. They're actually playing pretty good. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by them. I'm intrigued by them. They're going to bully you every night. Take a look at the I mean, Heat's yeah, roster play, like, right now. Centers. Yeah, the Heat's roster right I mean, now. The Heat, the heat just lost missing. the Cavaliers on Wednesday. Just lost them on Wednesday. On an L2 streak. And the Cavaliers, I mean, they're on a win four in a row right now, so they're hot. Um but, yeah, I mean, you've got the Hornets. I mean, the, um, that's concerning. The Knicks down there, Celtics, Hawks. Um, I don't know. I think you, you guys are going to fight and win enough. I think one of the reasons why you guys went to the NBA uh, Finals two years ago is because that those depth pieces were outperforming kind of what the expectation was for them. So you still have guys like Kiro who are going to score enough. Um, I'm not panicking yet for the Heat. Maybe I should, but I think you got enough talent still there that can compete with those teams that are right there below you. And I think the Wizards are outperforming their play right now. I think I think the Bulls are good. I think they're still outperforming their roster just a bit. So I think you'll see them come back down to earth a little bit as well. Okay. Joe? I'm not panicking at all in a little bit. No panic whatsoever. If you look at yeah, if you guys do drop, y'all not drafting past the four seed. Like Gavin said, the Wizards, they're out, they're playing better than their roster. Brad's not even playing that great we're yet. Five seed right now. We're already below the four seed. We're at five we're right now, aren't we? Yeah, we're three. Yeah, yeah, we're three. three. Yes, we're three. Oh, we're three now? Yeah, the Pacers, so oh, yeah, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not too worried. Yeah, it's a lot going on right in that area, but 
I'm not worried about that team. The Bucks, they're going to get healthy, so they may rise. But you guys aren't dropping past the four seed. I'm not worried about the Cavs. The Hawks aren't the same team they were last year. Celtics ain't going to go nowhere. Hornets, they're going to go up a little bit, but they're nothing. Knicks, I'm not worried about the Knicks this year either. The Bulls is really the only team that I could see you guys having to struggle with. I wouldn't, You guys probably wouldn't want to see them at the 4-5 area in the playoffs. That's the only thing I could see. Besides that, I had no panic. Devion? Thanks. Yeah, no panic, but I'm not panicking, bro. I, you know how I feel about Miami. They just, you know, death. And then the rest of this weak-ass East, like, who's going to really give them problems? The Bucks. Yeah, but the Bucks. I think the Bucks are at the fifth seed right now. I think Bucks will end up being, you know, like, you are from that two to four. They'll get to back to top three. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? They go easily get up there. And Wizards, I agree, I think. I'm shocked that the Wizards are playing as well. I'm going to be real with you. But now you talk about one injury really away. <laughs> like, that's it. So I don't – as long as Miami – if Miami gets, uh, let's say, I panic if I think Miami starts to get to like six, seven seed, then I'm going to panic. But I don't think they'll drop that far. All right. You guys are – this is weird. You guys have more confidence than I do right now. You're a fan, uh, so it don't matter. We always hard on our team. So, well, the, the reason is more because of Jimmy's kind of like lingering tailbone thing. Like, I don't – I need this to go away. Like, he didn't even travel with the team on the road trip to Indianapolis and yeah, true, um, but... and Milwaukee. It's a type so, issue. Yeah, it's too. like – because the thing, like, if Jimmy's good to go after this road trip, then I'm good. I don't care. But if Jimmy keeps missing games, like, I can't – I don't want to see Tyler Hero be the best player on the Heat because Kyle Lowry has not been that fantastic consistently for the Heat. Duncan, I'm still waiting for Duncan to wake up and shoot. Like, he's shooting 32% from three right now. Future Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just gonna disrespect the whole thing like that. I'm just saying I've seen too many games not be very good. That's all I'm saying. All right, we don't need to get into your, your love affair with Kyle Lowry right now. But I'm not panicking yet. But I'm my I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. Let's go next. That's funny. Yeah. Jimmy Butler's well. Jimmy can get us through like the rough patch. If there's no Jimmy, I don't know that I trust him to get through like a, a patch without without Pam, no without Oladipo. All right, stop. Um, all right, Kemba Walker. He had the homecoming. He's going back to New York, and now Tim says he's out of the rotation. Gavin, are we panicking on on Kemba? Like, is oh. it time to panic? Is it like career over or just season over? Ooh, damn. Yeah, that's a good question. I would say it's definitely season Ooh. over here, at least until the trade oh, yeah. deadline. I think yeah, he can yeah, probably he's not, he's not cracking Tibbs' lineup. No, I think that's one of the things with Tibbs is, like, he will cut off his nose to spite his face. And so he's got a good player here that, for whatever reason, Kimba is not buying into the system that he wants to play. There's one thing I learned with this time in, Tim- in Timberwolf land is that it's his way or the highway. And I think uh, Kimba's being shown the highway right now, um, sadly. So um, I say his time in New York is done. Um, They'll look to trade him for next to nothing. So uh, one of these teams that are sitting there around the 7-8-9 spot, um, 
that would be a good call for them to make and try and make a move for him. I think uh, the Sixers, like if they're real, you know, I think they're sitting at the 11 right now. They are desperate. They need a guard to help play through this. Um, So I think that that would be a good move for them to make. And I think you can get them for almost probably a second round pick at this point. I like that thought, Kevin. I like that thought. I don't know a lot. I ain't thought about that. A weak ass 76 is weird. All right. Joe? I'm not – I'm panicking, but I'm not panicking on Kimball Walker because I think Kimball Walker can still play. I think he could be a six-man or play somewhere else in the league. I'm panicking on the New York Knicks because everybody last year said the Knicks are turning it around. Dolan's not in the way anymore. They did all the right things. They got Julius Randle, an all-star. They're making the playoffs and what they do in the offseason. They got Tibbs. And they turn around and they get Kimball Walker and Evan Fournier, two non-defensive playing MFers who go go to a coach that only plays players who play defense. So you get rid of Reggie Bullock and Nick and Frank Kikina, who actually play some defense. Can't can't shoot. They're gonna play some defense, and you get rid of them and bring in some people who don't play defense. And hey, you know, Frank's actually shooting the ball not too bad this year for Dallas. He's actually not shooting too terribly. It's kind of so funny. Yeah, no, the fit was ridiculous. Because the Knicks are the Knicks, and that's why they are where they are. And I'm so glad that Knicks fans got so hyped last year to see it all fall apart because they act like Julius Randle is an MVP top 10 player in the league. Yeah, bro, he's good, but he's not a perennial all-star. But don't you think the NBA is better when the Knicks are good, Joe? The Knicks like, are good. Exciting. The Knicks them seem good. If they were in the West last year, they would have been the same spot as the Lakers in a play-in situation. They're not that good. Uh, it's just because they're New York. I think, it's, I think the NBA is better when the Knicks are interesting. Interesting. And I, I'd That's say they good. qualify as interesting right now. Exactly. I would say they so. don't have to necessarily be good. If they have expectations and then suck, like that's just as entertaining as when they they're weren't good when Yeah, like they weren't good when uh, – what's his name was there? Mellow. Mellow, yeah. Not Come Mellow, on. the Asian kid guy. I can't believe I'm joking. Oh, Lynn. Lynn. Jeremy Lynn. Yeah, that's the one good, but it's interesting. You've never been in New York before, my boy, because when the Knicks are good, I'm, that's great for basketball, even interesting. Like, I they've been interesting. And it'd be interesting, same shit. That's, interesting is good to them. So, uh, yeah. tomato sauce. Um, the folks is we're sending them to them. They haven't yeah, done that in a minute. Whatever. But, Kimba, ooh, not good. Um, he already has that with history. Panic of, or like, no panic? I, panic. I need to know. Panic. Panic. Because he is – he went from all the injuries. You thought he would be good with the Celtics. They traded him to the Knicks. He probably should have never been traded with the Knicks, but the Knicks are desperate to get any fucking name to try to be good, you know. And he's with like a – he's from the Bronx too, so they, they treat him like – they really treat him like a god out there. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, they really like Kemba a lot out there. But this shit is terrible. Like, like bro, low key, he really might have to worry about his career after this season for real. I'm not gonna lie to you because he's. I agree with you. I think they go. They might get a second round pick for this dude, and he's gonna have to go and really ball out and have a resurgence somewhere. But it's not. It's not looking like D Rose. I like D Rose. D Rose is outperforming him, and he didn't been through hell. And back, and you're not supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? You're not supposed to be neck and neck with D Rose right now. 
I know, but I'm just saying, like, of all the things he's been through, the hype that Kimba has, and Kimba is, you know what I'm saying? Like, Kimba's supposed to be better than him right now. Here's the thing, like, Kimba Kimba has low-key had about as many surgeries as D. Rose has on those knees. And Kemba was one, never the athlete that Derrick Rose was. No. He's also my height, where D. Rose is at least like six three. Yeah. You know, like Kemba but, is six foot. But eight. D. Rose, uh, but that's what I'm saying. D. Rose depended a lot on his athleticism, like being explosive, dunking. Right. Kemba yeah, didn't rely like, on his athleticism like that. He just, he was just quick and was you know what I'm saying nice yeah, with the rocks when he came to handle. Being quick is still athleticism. Like that's yeah. how he created separation. And if, yeah. if you're six feet tall and can't separate, what are you gonna do? Well, he got a hey man, he his, he got a dribble package where you know even if he ain't as quick, he got a handle. You know, you know what I'm saying? I, where he I thought the same thing, Devion, but he, he even said it himself. He was on a JJ Reddick's podcast like a two or three weeks ago, and he said he actually really relied on pick and roll to to get his separation. He said I don't he couldn't watch really that podcast. I didn't know that. But he said he said he didn't feel like he could really shake people in the NBA like he could when he was why at UConn. Say that out loud. Yeah, why the fuck? Well, he didn't he didn't say it that explicitly, but like reading between the nah. lines, like that's that's what he was saying. Like he said, oh, yeah, I really rely on pick and roll to get you know to get my separation and find my shots. That tells me you think you can't you can't shake somebody in the NBA. So, like that's he, what so he's having yeah, I'm definitely panicking now. I didn't know he said no shit like that. Um, so. That sounds like he don't got his confidence no more either. Well, but the crazy thing was he was all talking about how happy he was to be in New York. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, what was that's, crazy. Because, that's because they Play treat him the like a fucking god. And like real talk, bro, like you have to hear. Yeah, like, bro, I used to like, live out there. This was in season. Like, don't you yeah. think he would have been like feeling like the disconnect with Tibbs? <laughs> like, yeah. I, there's no way that that like blindsided him. Like, oh, Tibbs doesn't like how I'm playing. Like, there's no way that that happened. Yeah. Yeah, like, he, he knew that that was – so, I don't know. Really yeah, strange. They're not, a good, they're like, not a good, like, combo either. Yeah, that's not Devin, like – Devin, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm panicking because who's panicking. going to want to give him a shot? Like, at the end of the day, yeah, I'm sure he wanted to go home. But he got bought yeah. out of OKC after the trade from Boston. I don't know that there's that many people that want to sign him. Like the think Knicks. about it. Think about think about all your teams. You guys want them on the, you guys want them on the Lakers? No. Hell no. Fuck no. no. Gavin, you want him on the, the Timberwolves? No, he's got the wrong stuff. Not what we're looking for. Like, I would maybe take him on the heat as like a bench scorer, but that's only because I think we got so many other people that can make up defensively for him. But like he's he needs like a really specific situation. Like what? That's what I'm saying. Sixers like, need, need a scoring like, guard, man. Or like, yeah, like or the Sixers, like, like there's very few teams team. that could. My, that's, that's is the that's only team. team. Let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's move they on. suck. Denver. Oh my God. Are we panicking on Denver? They have a losing record. MPJ out for the year. Uh, we're still going to be waiting a minute for Jamal Murray. Like I'm worried that they might fall too far and then not be able to make it up once they get their point guard back. Gavin, yeah, I would be panicking for this one. Jokic winning his uh, MVP last year kind of feels like uh, the runner-up in the Super Bowl. And so I just feel like we're not seeing the same version of himself. And then he doesn't have all the other players there to kind of help carry the load. And so I think you're seeing that right now. If they don't get help soon, then they're all just going to get complacent to wherever you want to call their current play style right now. 
it ain't good. Um, I don't see help on the way. If they don't make a move here soon, then, um, you know, Jokic is going to continue getting his, but it's not going to be at that MVP level. Like I said, for whatever reason, he's just seems somewhat disinterested. And I suppose when you're not winning a whole lot, that seems to make sense. And when you don't have a lot of help, it's kind of like Kevin Love with the Timberwolves. Um, 10 years ago where it's just like it feels like purgatory for him and he knows it everybody else knows it and so you know they're going to float around this 12 to 10 spot for the next four months right, joe ooh. ah man, yeah. man this one's tough I, ooh, I, I think i'm not panicking i'm not panicking but i am a little concerned I'm definitely a little concerned because the injuries but at the end of the day they do have Jokic mvp last year He's averaging 25, 13, and 6. So you know he's going to ball out. He's going to do what he, he has to do. So I think he's going to be able to keep them in some games, keep them afloat. But what do you consider good for the Denver Nuggets? They want to be in that 1, 2, or 3 spot. They probably consider panicking if they're in that 5 or 6, which I think they could end up being that because just because all the injuries and when people are going to come back. So they may conceive them as panicking, but I think they'll be just right in that 4 or 5 area. So I'm not panicking. Well, let's take a look okay. at that standings here again. I know, but like they're sitting at 10. And then you look at who's at one, two, Suns, Warriors, Jazz, Mavericks. None of those guys are going to be faltering unless major injury yeah, happens. The Mavericks. The Mavericks. Oh, yeah. Mavericks could fall. They're going to get tired. But are they going to fall? I mean, then you've got the Grizzlies. I'm buying them this year. I think that they're legit. Lakers are going to be coming up. The Clippers are going to be coming up. Right. And so it's like, who's falling down? If it's, I mean, you got the Timberwolves and the Trailblazers that we've talked about, but that's only the spots between eight, nine, and 10. There's not much room for them to grow past seven. Yeah. They can't, they can't keep losing. That's for sure. Dallas, Grizzlies, Clippers. I can see them getting past them. Who? Just because those teams are just iffy. We, we don't yeah, like yeah. the Clippers. You're panicking? Uh, <laughs> we don't like the Clippers, so that don't count. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right now, yeah, bro, the little the flippers, fuck them. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry, bro. I just the don't nuggets. Like Are you panicking on yeah, the nuggets? I'm panicking like on the nuggets, yeah. Um, and then I just, yeah, bro, I just don't, I don't see how they can make up that much grounds. Like Jokic is gonna be Jokic, but. He's damn near gonna have to be averaging like 40 and 20. Murray's gonna have to come back like a superstar, and they just gonna have to just take off while everybody else just slowly starts falling a little bit. Don't see it happening. Like, they, yeah. they might get lucky, you know, with the little play in games at the end of the season. You know, they might upset because you gotta what, with like two games with the so depending on which one you fall to. Yeah, yeah so okay, they might, you, you know what I'm saying? They might. Upset some people then and slide in that way, but they ain't, they not like what well, Gavin said, bro. They not who, who you go, who are they going to be on that? Well, he's just not. No, yeah, that's tough. Like, I think, I think the, 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 the real question here is your context for the Denver Nuggets. Is your context with them trying to like compete for a title this year? If yes, then panic, like, like panic, major panic. panic. If your if your context is like just be able to win a playoff series or two, then I'm not panicking yet. Um, I think what'll be interesting though is when Murray comes back, and then Gordon slides to being their third option mm. and more of a defensive player. 
I, I'll be roll. interested to see if this makes Michael Porter Jr. expendable. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they just paid him, didn't they? They did, but they got a lot of other fun offensive players. Because the end of the day, Michael Porter has never taken a back surgery. He hasn't yeah. even taken a baby step defensively. Like, he is just terrible Not defensively. And if that's all he's gonna be, just an offensive guy, they got Monte Morris. Like they got, they got a lot of, they got a lot of guards that can pick up just scoring. Yeah, you can like they can do Jordan that. Clarkson for us, for real. Yeah, like they can, do, they get a couple guys that can fill the offensive load, and then and then feature Aaron Gordon a little more, get him a little more involved offensively, and then he's still a very good defensive player. And as slow as Jokic is, like foot speed wise. He gets his hand on a lot of balls. He gets a lot of steals. He still blocks shots somehow, even though he, he can barely jump over, you know, like a piece of paper. But like he like he's he's actually a fairly good defender. I hate to say it. I don't hate to say it. He is. I kind of do. I don't know how he a little cheap shot, but um, so I'll be, I'm I'm gonna be kind of watching them as. They adjust without Michael Porter for this season. It might act. It might end up being a good thing for them. Too many but, injuries this year. Like it's just too yeah, many. It's man. a lot. And I hope it doesn't it's go into like next year because Michael Porter Jr. They paid him that money. He is just like that's a waste at this point. They could have yeah. filled that roster spot with somebody else. Hey, he's still gonna get paid. It's not a waste. For him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all want to play a little start sick cut? Yeah, I like this one. All right, so we got two. We got one that is just a more general contemporary hey, NBA right well, now. Can we, man. Do, can we do a third one with the other? I want to hear what Gavin wants to say about the one we talked about with LaMelo. I, I oh, really want to see week? what he says. Yeah, I want to see what he says about that. All right, That'd all right, we'll start with that one. So we didn't get Joe's opinion on that one either. Yeah. And that one was uh, LaMelo, Anthony Edwards, and Ja Moran. Oh, start yeah, sit, cut. Tough. No prep for you guys. Me and Devyo yeah. already kind of gave our answers last week. But we'll recap. Devyo, you're kind of a, you're kind of an asshole for like putting Man. one spot like this. I know. So while they think Devyon, Devyon, while they think, recap your answer from last week. I said, what was it? Um, start Ja, sit Lamelo, cut Anthony Edwards. That's but, exactly what I was gonna say. But can I ask, like, is this for now? Like. Tonight, like they're all three on your team tonight. Okay, because yeah. that's a different question. If we're talking next ten yeah. years, what are you doing with oh, these absolutely. guys? No, that's absolutely. the same for me still. Yeah, because oh, no, that's, that's, that's what made it hard for me. Because I couldn't that's separate the two. Sometimes me. it's it's way different. Like mm-hmm. way okay, different. and so my answer was slightly different. I would yeah. start Ja, bench Anthony Edwards, cut Lamelo very very closely. Yeah. Ooh. and I'm all right Man. there. I'm really all right there. Man, that's tough. So, uh, let's, let our, let's let our wonderful guest go first. I can't argue much with that. I'd go jaw and then LaMelo, and then I would cut Anthony Edwards right now wow. if it was tonight. The yeah. Timberwolves fan would cut the fucking Timberwolves. Why do you say that? Why do you say that? I mean, Ja is the best player of those three right now. I don't think there's much Josh, of an argument. I think Ja right starting is easy. Ja yeah, starting is easy. Josh Josh and Anthony Edwards today. Like, I think he's just that good. Um, and then just Lamelo can run a team. Edwards can't run a team yet. You know, like he's good. He's an incredible player, and he's going to put butts in seats. 
But like LaMelo can run a team right now. He mm-hmm. elevates other people's play around him. And I don't know if Edwards is there yet. I think he can get there. And I think he potentially has a higher ceiling just because of his natural like abilities. So again, the 10-year question, that's really challenging because I think Edwards is the best athlete. And if his shot, imagine if he was shooting 40% from the arc right now. Like, oh. holy cow. And then imagine if he learns to pass and learns to be this a leader and not just this alpha male that he is on the court at this present time. So um, I think right now I can't argue. I think uh, it's Josh, Start, Mello, Bench, and Edwards is going to be cut. And Joe, you're going the same way? Yeah, I have nothing to say. All right, so let me just tell you why I reversed LaMelo and Anthony Edwards. Because you don't know what you're talking about? Joe, Joe, let's not not get into this. Let's not get into... I'm not, I'm not taking that from Patty Mills is better than some fucking Tyler. All right, I'm not taking that from you. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I ain't never gonna forget that. This is a fucking video. I would take Patty Mills over Tyler Hero right now. No, you wouldn't. Right now, either one, you should be fucking drug tested. I'm not taking criticism from you. Hero is killing it this year, Joe. Again, again, Tyler Hero's rookie year is is a career year for Patty fucking Whatever. The reason why I'm going Anthony Edwards is because y'all are getting getting so caught up in the passing of LaMelo. I get it. It's fun. Anthony Edwards is fucking Dwayne Wade. Is fucking Dwayne Wade, but is like 6'7". Like, that dude's a fucking monster. Can we stop disrespecting Dwayne Wade and everybody that can get to the get to the rim we when they're young? We say he's the next Dwayne Wade. I'm not saying doing that. He's influenced a lot of people, my man. I'm I'm with you, Joe. You probably right. There's too many people doing that, but like I like that comp right now. First of all, if anyone if anyone on this show is allowed to make a Dwayne Wade comparison, that's you. I'll give you that. Too much. I can do it. And I'm saying he reminds me of a young Dwayne Wade. Like he's got, he's not because, like you said, Joe, he's not like a great shooter, but he makes a lot of timely fucking shots. He does. I give you that. And then the way he will just bless anybody at the rim. I only know one other person that used to kind of do that. Posters was shout still out, a thing. Shout out Anderson Verge. He have like five of them. Like real talk, okay. if they were still a thing, he have like five of them. Especially that was one of the best posters this year. I think he got it. Yeah, offensive foul. Whatever. Whatever. Um, <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. That's so crazy. Offensive All right. Foul. So let's go to let's go to the, let's go to the new one. We're doing centers: Rudy Gobert, Miles Turner, Clint Capella. All very valuable players for their teams. Gavin. I want I want your opinion. Gavin, I don't think yeah. you're familiar with how much I hate a certain someone on this list. I don't think you're you... gonna have to start his ass, so it's okay. Dude, yeah, you're gonna start him. I, I, I think right now I mean we know what we're getting with uh Rudy. Um I think Clint is just too simple. Miles Turner's been playing really well this year. Um, if it's today, I'm starting Turner, I'm benching Rudy, and I'm cutting Clint. My fucking guy, Gavin. Oh, Joe, I, I, I mean, like that. My Ooh, fucking guy. 
Rudy! I'm starting Rudy. You got to start Rudy, bro. Come on, man. Defensively, uh, you just got to start him. You, you got to start him. Sorry. And then, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking Clint Capella. I like what he does. Capella, are you watching the NBA right now? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you watch, you watch is playing on fire right now. That dude is killing it right now. Up out there too. Miles Turner's going to be up out of there, too. I've seen him play well before, too, and it doesn't last long. He gets hot streaks. All right, I like let's, not, Miles, let's not act like any of these three are center. carrying a fucking team to the playoffs. Exactly. Exactly. Miles Turner, I do like him a lot. He's, he's probably the best offensive player out of these three. What Clint Capella does with the pick and roll, and he can rebound, offensive rebounding. I like him a lot to so bench him, but you got to start. You got to start rooting. I hate to say it. You got to, though. You got to start him. I hate weak ass Rudy Gobert, but I'm starting him, and I'm not saying that proudly either. I'm really not. And I'm only saying that because it's his defense and what it does. But um, I am sitting Miles Turner and I'm cutting Clint. Clint is like one dimensional, and if he's not in a good pick and roll, what the fuck is he gonna do? If he doesn't have the guard play, yeah, he, he's yeah, rendered he useless. My, and, I'm really, and I'm being, I, I might actually start Miles Turner. I'm not gonna lie to you because that boy can ball. Like he can actually yeah. do. Like, Rudy is just good defensively, and that's why he creates it. Defense, some couple dunks. I, I know nah, I'm going to start Miles Turner. I, I lied. And I bench. I, I bench Rudy. Because wow. I just Miles think, Turner, like, bro, Miles Turner got fruit, bro. Like, he actually wow. can do. Like, we're like this, Joe. There's the only Hall of Famer on the list. I don't care. Um, <laughs> Miles Turner, it was on like a different team where he could really showcase his talent. Oh, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be a, a contest. That, you know what I'm no. saying? Should be, should be he should be the focal point, not Sabonis. Sabonis plays better than Miles Turner on that team. Well, that's Sabonis is better. Sabonis is better. He's got a way more of a skill set than he does. But first of all, if I introduce Sabonis into the list, he's starting. Well, Miles Turner coming into the league, he had way more potential. He just hasn't. He hasn't really. Reach He's the modern day injuries, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, injuries, all right. Yeah. So, Gavin, you had, I think you had the right list. Yeah, Deviana took you a little bit. Yeah, Miles Turner is the easy start. Easy yeah, start. It is. I don't think, yeah, I shouldn't he even got a bench. About it. I'll, I'll bench Rudy. I won't fucking cut Rudy. Oh, even though I hate him. We're talking about seven games, Rudy, Rudy, you definitely got it. Can't and I'm cutting this. Clint Capella because Clint Capella <laughs> is essentially just like a he's like a Rudy Gobert light. That's basically what he is. So I'll tell you, but the reason why you start Miles Turner is he's actually he can shoot the three, very mm-hmm. important. Those two can't. Yeah. And uh, little known fact, Joe, but you know who leads the NBA in blocks per game right now? It's not fucking Rudy Gobert. It's fucking Miles Turner. Okay. By a lot. By a lot. <laughs> so the one thing that Rudy does, Miles Turner does it better. Yeah. Is he the best defender in the league? No, but when the one thing that Rudy Gobert does is block shots, and Miles Turner is better than him at it. The one thing that Rudy Gobert does is alter shots. Not block shots. Nah. Okay, but like, why does he? Why does he alter shots? Because they're scared of it getting blocked. Yeah. So yeah. if this guy's blocking shots better than him, they're going to be oh, also man. scared of him. Let me see the advanced analytics before. Let me see the analytics. You said something. Searcher, bro. Seven game series, Joe. Like you said something. Seven game series. Are you really? Are you really going to Rudy in seven game series? I saw one. You right? No, I win it, and I in a seven game series because he's going to get eight up. 
All right, so thank you for admitting that you're wrong, Joe. We're gonna do a, we're gonna do a Gavin centric one here. We're gonna do we're gonna do a Timberwolves edition. Legends and, of and Minnesota. This is right now, right? This is right now. No past, no future. Right now, one of the fucking guys is retired. If you look at the list, one of them is like fifty. Even if he's in like today's like right now, so project project the rest of the two that are still playing. Project their careers, all right? What you think they're going to end up being? So I think the start the start will be very obvious. Yes, but this is the best way that I could do it. So Kevin Garnett, so career, Carl Anthony, career. Okay. Timberwolves lore: Kevin Garnett, Carl Anthony Towns, and Kevin Love. I think this is easy. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. so this is only their careers at Minnesota, or is it their Minnesota. NBA careers? We are looking at the box of Minnesota here. I think this is easy. I don't think easy. it really matters, but mm. the box of Minnesota. Mm. The first one's across the board for us all. Well, I, like I think it's because I have hope. That I'm gonna go with this order, so KG is got to be the start. Um, but I believe that we can make some noise in the playoffs with Cat and with Edwards. Um, so I'll go Cat, and I also think he's just more of a unique talent. Um, love K Love, but um, I'd have to end up cutting him. Wow. I was yeah, actually surprised by it. That's not what I thought. I thought you would bench uh, Love. Right, I'm surprised. Kevin Love's Joe? more of a unique talent thing. Carl Anthony Towns is, in my opinion. Wait, Joe, give, us your, give us your yeah, fucking order then. I'm taking KG first. That's obvious. Come Next. on. KG. Obviously. And then I'm taking Kevin Love just because dude can rebound. What he did, man, what he was doing when he was with the Timberwolves, there was a beast out there. When he was bigger, had that big body, getting rebounds, putting up buckets like it was nothing. I'm definitely taking Kevin Love over over Carl Anthony Townsend now. Cat got to go. He too he too soft for me. He got to go. You guys already want him to go. Devion, Hall of Fame KG and an All Star uh, K Love there, and you guys are like, what's up with the K's? By the way, why is it always K? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that was, they're all going to win championships when they leave. Huh? God, I hope not. That would suck. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Damn, Joe. You know, like the championship maker. Which is never happened to Minnesota. Like the yeah. minor league for LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, it's like Edwards, Edwards is going to go to Miami here in like six years and give Jimmy a championship to like write off with. And yeah, God, that would suck. That would be great. <laughs> All right, Devion. What's your order? Uh, <laughs> it sounds believable. Uh, KG... You know, come on, man. greatest shit talk ever. Whoa, whoa. Gary Payton, okay. second. Gary Bird was the greatest shit talker ever, but who, that's fine. Who is? Bird. Boy. Bird. Boy went out there and right, warm let's, ups. Let's not get, let's not get too off topic here. Let's not get off topic. Game. And his warm ups. And tell everybody he was going to do it. Larry Bird. Right. But anyway, you can get back to y'all. Soliloquy that you're gonna go on. Whatever. KG. <laughs> uh, Mr. 2020, Kevin Love, and Cat. I'm So look, I was if if Cat makes it to a playoffs with Minnesota. No, 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 no. Don't do all this. I'm not saying rejecting, Keeping my list. I'm just keeping my list. I'm just saying if Cat actually gets like a uh, fucking playoff win or something like that, I can justify what you're saying, but. 
I Kevin Love was a dog in Minnesota. Twenty he like a stretch. He had like twenty twenty for like five games in a row or something crazy like that. He had a crazy stretch. Crazy long stretch. We'll know because at some point, right, if Minnesota happens the way Minnesota happens, we'll trade them all away. And so once we can compare the trade packages for all three of these guys, then we'll actually know who the best is, right? So I think, like, KG was three first. K-Love was two. So, like, that's what Cat's got to, you know, compare against here. So he needs to find a way to land that's three first-round picks oh, and we trade them away. <laughs> All right, so I will clean sweep for start. KG starts, obviously. I'm actually going Gavin. I'm going with Cat uh. for the same exact reasoning. I think they've got a chance to have a little playoff success. Not a ton. I don't expect him to win a title or anything. Okay. But I think he'll actually have some playoff success, which is going to put him as, like, playoff, like, second all-time leading scorer or some shit. So <laughs> I, I think like I think that'll matter because Kevin Love, I don't know if he even got a shot attempt in the playoffs with the Timberwolves. No. So that's why I would bench Kevin Love mm. in terms of just Timberwolves time period. I mean, wasn't right. it Kevin Love and Ricky Rubio? Like, come on, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not saying it's his fault, but we're talking yeah. about like, as being a legend of Minnesota. He had nobody. That act like he was coming. He had nobody. Hey, they Who suck. Was this? Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, watch. I think Kevin Love is the better player. Yeah. I think, like, Kevin Love, Minnesota was better than Carl yeah. Anthony Towns. I'm talking Just about saying, in saying terms him of, like, not making the playoffs. That's kind of unfair, bro. Come on, man. No, they, it was, if, you're, they if, you're really, if you're really that guy, you take a team to the playoffs now. Like, let's, let's not act yeah, like it's 11 on 11. That's what is going to be doing this year. Back then in the West? Come on now. Yeah, well, it was fun. I'm not about to go into this. I'm not going to go into this. I'm not Man, I'm choosing love. Love is the greatest, gentlemen. Love is the greatest. All right, who you loving on? Who you loving on? Okay, so the Huskers this year broke a record. Um, the most oh losses within seven points. Um, I think the record was eight. We got to nine this year. Scott Frost has been working hard, but it just hasn't clicked Fired all of his offensive staff. The defense went from one of the worst in the country. I think it literally was top 10 worst to this year. It's top 20. Um, Kept us in game time after time. Um, Today, he hired a guy, Mickey Joseph, originally from Nebraska, was a quarterback back in the 90s for Nebraska. Um, He's been at LSU the last five years. He recruited the likes of Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, um, some high, high level receiving talent, and not only recruited them, but also developed them. I think Justin was a two or three star when he came on um, and ended up going to LSU. If you guys remember, his older brother was the quarterback, that dual threat who couldn't throw whatsoever. And so he kind of just got the family lineage. And in three years, this dude made him into the Justin Jefferson that we all know and love. So Mickey Joseph, I'm giving some love to Scott Frost for taking the pay decrease, a little bit of a humbling that he's taken over the last four years. 
but to take that in stride and to go land at a top level assistant coach well, like Jacob, yeah. Joseph, that's a big time deal. And quite frankly, I'm not naive. Nebraska is not what it once was. We are not an attractive spot anymore. It's hard to recruit there, right? We're not like winning already. The cupboards are relatively bare and to land someone like that to come in and help your offensive staff. I think it's a huge hire. So give him love. Mickey Joseph's brother is Vince Joseph, the coach, NFL coach. Is is he really? Is he really? Yeah, that's my brother. Thank you, Justin, on the show. Five ninety, the business. fan. No big deal. Nice, nice. Yeah. That's one reason Joe's I know that. Uh, Joe, Joe, are you showing love or are you uh, choosing violence I'm today? Showing love. I'm showing love to Levar Ball to all those haters out there who told him to get the mic out of his face. He don't know what he's talking about. He's a clown. Well, guess what? This clown got two NBA sons and they balling out there. The more rolling in the dough. You may not get your shoes from the big baller brand. But the man living nice. Yeah. <laughs> stand up. We need more like him. That's what I'm talking and about. And Leandro in the G League. So, you know, he's got yeah, a he job. Got to he got a chance to go to China and make his money over there. He's going to get all the do we actually that- need more LeVar balls in this world? Yes. Do we actually need more? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he like he says oh, yeah. some crazy shit that'll never <laughs> actually happen. But like, if you put a mic in his face. That's your fault. Right, yeah, but in terms of a guy that show. like loves his kids and wants the best for the kids, like you have to, he's good. Hey, Lonzo Ball did not deserve to go number two to the Lakers. He got him there. Um, he got him there. I get <laughs> my talking. That's a my talking. That's a good point. Nevion, are you choosing point. love or are you choosing violence today? Wah wah wah. There you go. There you go. Of course, fuck. The 76ers. Like, the whole organization. Oh, my gosh. I just, this process, they just suck. Like, every week, it's just like every game, they just get worse, more drama. They don't just, like, they just suck. Like, I hate them. I only team I hate worse than them is the Boston Celtics. That's it. That's it. I hate right now. I can't stand the 76ers more than the Flippers. Because they oh, just find man. a way to mess up everything. Like, how do you find a way to mess up this talent? Blow it. You let Jimmy, like, Jimmy can't like keep Jimmy. Jimmy. You lost him. Ben Simmons don't want to stay there. Doc Cole, say, don't say nothing like no 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 we we won't be in the stay now and it's just like come on bro y'all got so much and mb comes we want ben simmons to stay that's fake no you don't that's hell like it's so much dog doing the playoffs man it is so much like it it feels like some high school drama with them like and the fans too because the fans ain't helping bro the whole city First of all, I love see I love Philadelphia fans because they over here they are so they feel like me and I ain't even a fan. (laughs) It's just like I just want them to blow that team up. Like and and a plus I'm pissed because MB did want to go to the Lakers and couldn't get him, so because Daryl Morey, man, he think he's going to get three first-round picks. You ruined it. Ain't nobody going to do that for Ben Simmons. You should have did it early. Now it's too late. He blew it. Like, why didn't you trade Ben? Like, damn. What are you going to get for him now? 
Like yeah. he's not yeah. even playing. He's not showcasing no talent. They like this is one of the worst organizations ever. They had great talent and find a way to fucking blow it. Even the Cavaliers got it right one time. I don't care if they did. Have, they got it right one time. Like, damn, bro. Like, y'all can't get... Like, with this... Yo. <laughs> That's funny. I, I'm done, man. I'm done. All right. Like, I chose love last week. I'm choosing violence this week. Now, I know nice. we only talked about the NFL nice. and the NBA, but I'm bringing in baseball. Fuck the owners in Major League <laughs> Baseball. Fuck them. Oh, so I, just want, I, just want I know y'all don't really like baseball that much, but I love baseball. And so see, here's some of the things they're, they're disagreeing about the collective bargaining. They don't want players in the MLB to be able to be a free agent until they are 29 and a half years old. Oh, they want them under team control until they are 29 and a half. Fuck them. They ain't like, making them go through arbitration to get their money. It's already, it's already fucked up. Like right now, it's, it's like six years of team control. They want to, they want to push that to their twenty-nine and a half. They want expanded playoffs. They don't want to pay minor leaguers. There's a whole court case, a class action suit that minor league players actually do not even make minimum wage with the minimum right. salary, which a lot of, which the vast majority oh. of them have to take. Who's gonna pay a thirty-year-old a bunch of money? That's kind of crazy. That's all I'm stuck on. Like 29, you're going to pay a 30 year old a $200 million contract? Well, the thing with baseball no, no, is like well, you're hitting your peak to a 30. Yeah. Like the thing about the like, 29 and a half like is like, that's when the, that's when the yeah. players can just finally be a free agent to negotiate in the fair market. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, like, yeah, like they're, they're trying to depress their value. Yeah. So, like, That's okay, they're 30, so they don't want to – we're not going to give a 30-year-old a 10-year deal. We're going to give you a three-year deal worth yeah. $80 million, which is still obviously a great deal if you're a superstar. But, not so but, if, you're, but if you're a guy that, like, maybe has a great Jeez. year when you're 25, or like, just a good year when you're 25, you could maybe go out and get a, a five-year deal for, say, $30 million, but you're actually going to get stuck making, like, 150 k a year. Because you're still in team control and you're like a 30th round pick. That's so messed up. 40 bro. fucking rounds. Yeah. Draft yeah. Home runs for him. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know what I'm saying? So, like, it, it, the whole thing is fucked up. They're all bitching about how they've lost all this money during COVID. We all know the stats now. The the top, the, the owners, the people that are in the top, you know, tenth of a percent in the country made $2 trillion during fucking COVID. I'm not trying to hear about their, their losses that. from the baseball season. Yeah, but you from the Yankees, the Yankees pretty much supply the money for the freaking Pirates. You're going to tell me I ain't got enough money? The, Yan- the Yankees, <laughs> the Dodgers, and the Cubs pretty much supply the rest of the league. Yeah, come like, on. The amount of money. Like, I'm, not try- I'm not trying to get all, any of that. Yeah. Them, get a, no get a deal done. Yeah. Pay the players. It's okay. Yeah. Well, do you think this goes, it bleeds into the season? No, they'll get a deal done. If they're bitching about losing money from the COVID season, they're not going to lose revenue by throwing away games. No. I, That's I, why I, think it's boring I don't think they can handle the lot, though, bro. It's a, it's a game of chicken, unfortunately, it's that the owners facts. can pretty much always win because it's 30 billionaires versus some millionaires so and some people, people that are still trying to like yeah. just make a regular living. So it's that's why that the MLB is always like the owners are always in a stronger position because there's so many players that the MLBPA represents. When you think about the N- NBA, it's 12 people per team versus like 100 in a or, in one organization in baseball. It's just like those people so at the bad. bottom can't afford to miss games. 
So it puts all the power in the owner's hands yeah. if they just say, okay, fine. They're going to be Not back to that. Yeah. Do what we want to do. Yeah, that's only 30 owners. Yeah. Well, so back to that regular and they're all billionaires. Like, it, you, have to, you have to be a billionaire to be able to own a sports team. It's not my only investment either. It's not, that's, that's I'm not like the I got something else. Yeah, exactly. All right, y'all. Gavin, thank you so much for giving us an hour and 15 minutes of your time. Let's we'll be here sometime in the, in the future. Uh, we all we find are, different guests. We can't have guests come on here who do more research than us. No, he's nice. I like that. And y'all. And y'all. No he's the most um, <laughs> intriguing on it. He's, he's been fun. That was a great this, episode, this guys. Great. I ain't gonna lie. We'll get this, we'll get this up Saturday sometime. Signing off, three and impossible. <laughs>